Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight's subject is going to be about kindness. But before we get to kindness, what is today in the Mayan? Today in Mayan is one Manique. And Manique is the healing hand of God, so today is making the decision to embark upon the journey of the healing hand of God, healing the past, present, and will heal the future. Yeah, and it's the first tone in a wave spell today. So those of us aware of the uh, Mayan calendar might consider the idea of mapping the next 13 days in your life, which is, of course, parts of larger cycles, but at this <laughs> particular moment, just write down a few things that are going to happen in your life in the next 13 days. As we <coughs> teach constantly on this show, your life is your idea. And the more conscious you want to be about that, the more succinct your life becomes. Mm -hmm. Taking over the power and authority that is yours to begin with in your life is what this program is all about. You are sovereign of your reality. That's true. That's true. And it's really a matter not so much of disputing that or proving that to yourself. It's more a matter of becoming more cognizant of how you are creating your life and your reality rather than yeah. uh, blaming yourself because a or lot of others. people's first reaction to that concept is, oh, it's, it's all my fault then. I yeah. must really be an awful person. I'm, I'm blaming myself for everything that I do. And it's not really like that. It's yeah. a matter of saying, what would I be teaching myself if I were to consciously create this? Yeah. And you ask yourself that every day, especially the times where you feel powerless. Well, that really is the database we've been brought up with, uh, uh, to blame. And if you're not blaming anyone else, you, you must therefore. Yeah, and this is ridiculous. There's no such thing as blame. Blame is the, the complete and total refusal to acknowledge your participation in your life. As mm -hmm. soon as you blame anyone or yourself, you are stepping out of the driver's seat. You are stepping down from your personal power and into this realm of powerlessness where words like victim um, mandate your behavior. It's just an absurd notion. Mm -hmm. But tonight we're going to <coughs> examine one more aspect of um, hauling your posterior out of this into a world where you are the creator, which is where you are right now, just we've been taught to create nonsense. And one of the magic gifts of a powerful creator is the uh, tool of kindness. Mm -hmm. Now, kindness really is um, not, not something that we have to force ourselves to do. It comes from a higher awareness, a higher place in consciousness. It's not from that lower place. And I was doing some thinking about this. In the Mayan, we have planetary consciousness, galactic consciousness, community consciousness, and individual consciousness. And I really feel <clears throat> that we as humans move through each of these. We are uh, at one time first born. We are individually conscious. We are figuring out who we are and our relationship to the world. And that's when we run through a lot of the bully program, a lot of the cruel a lot of the, the mean and thoughtless things that seem to happen is because we're figuring out who we are. And then there comes a critical mass of consciousness where compassion really takes over and we become aware of the people around us. And then it's not just our agenda alone, but it's our agenda in combination with the higher agenda of all that are around us. <clears throat> and that's when we see that harming another person really is harming us. It's, 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 there's no difference. And so being kind really is the higher ascended way of being. Absolutely. So as always in examining the language codes, uh, as far as the word kindness goes, uh, it may be very apparent that that is actually kinness. In other words, you would treat a family member, you mm -hmm. would treat yourself with great respect, mm -hmm. you would treat a member of your family. And as we've said so many times, there is uh, really one family on the planet Earth, and that would be a grand total of, well, actually, one. Now, I grant you there's a number of cousins that we aren't fond of conversing with, but the, uh, uh, the nature of us, but nonetheless, they remain our that cousins. That means there's a harmony there. Yeah, and that's exactly what that means. Whatever it is that you hate, you recreate, whatever it is you don't like about the other person, mm -hmm. it's what it is that you don't like about you. 
That's 100% of the time. Anything you don't like about the other person is what you don't like about you. And as soon as we are in the process of bringing that up online as our first order of resource, in other words, the way the, the programming goes, our first order of resource is to blame somebody else for it. Uh, really, that's the, way we, that's the way we think, as a general rule. Uh, or to be cruel or to regard ourselves as um, more important than others and therefore turn a cold heart towards the situation, etc. Um, and so on this program with our reprogramming, that was programming twice, but it was a good use, you know, to begin well, to see kindness within your own heart. Well, I know a lot of times we do talk about being ourselves and living our own life and putting ourselves first. And so it may seem contradictory to say now, okay, we're talking about being kind to someone else, but there really is a difference, and I think it's worth a conversation. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> a lot of times people interpret the idea of putting ourselves first from that selfish non-awareness of other, other beings. Mm -hmm. But when we put other people first chronically from an unhealed place, from a fear, from a guilt place, guilt, we yeah. are putting them first. What we're doing is we're putting our guilt first. And so nobody wins. It's not the optimum thing for them, and it's not the optimum thing for us. So by giving us a love and working from a foundation, loving our, each other through the doorway of ourselves, it becomes authentic. And when your love and kindness for another person is authentic, there's nothing that can be of a greater healer for anyone else than to do that. And yes, we all have our things that we work through, but kindness really is an ascended consciousness. Mm -hmm. what, what is? Oh, uh, for those of us that are uh, fascinated by numbers, uh, and there is great logic and truth in numbers, um, I believe it was in the late 80s or early 90s, whenever that was, uh, that we were reminded that uh, as far as love goes, um, that would work out to 49% love of others and 51% love of self based on you have to love you in order to be in a position to be there to take care of anyone else. You first have to take care of you. When the uh, oxygen mask comes down in the airplane, the stewardess will say either put this on your own face or put it on the face of your orphan because you really <coughs> have to be able to take care of you before you can take care of anyone else, but it's a delicate formula. Well, it really is, you know, and I thought about that for years, and mm -hmm. I thought, well, okay, maybe there's a balance point where I include me in on it. <clears throat> and that's where the phrase, I love everyone else through the doorway of myself comes in. Mm -hmm. So then it's not a breakdown of a percentage of any kind. It's a matter of love has to exit through me. And if I am letting anything less than pure love exit, then it's not pure love, and I'm not really loving anyone else. I'm just loving my guilt. And that is a misguided misdirection of fear, and it's not the real thing. It's a fake thing, and so there's never any satisfaction on either party when you give love in that form. Yeah. Well, some find it easier to understand with the, the math formula. You know, that is a, a doorway into the thinking. Oh, you know, no, I'm just it's sharing my point of view. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, mm -hmm. sharing a point of view. Yeah. However it works for you is good. Yeah. I, I was just saying that's what was helpful to me uh, because I would get tangled up in, well, then w what in any given moment, is this the 40% that I'm supposed to be loving someone else? Is this the mm -hmm. time I'm supposed to be sacrificing? And it got me into this polar thinking where mm -hmm. I was taking a side all the time, yeah. whereas I saw love as a wholeness and not like a side. True, true. It, it was really quite different for me. Well, recognizing that we're all one thing. That's a very well, important aspect. I agree. And just real quick, I was um, addressing the concept of kindness being the ascended consciousness, mm -hmm. the, the thing that's bigger, the thing that we grow to as our awareness expands. It was illustrated pretty um, eloquently in this tribe, I guess, what do they call a, a tribe of baboons or a community of baboons where there were it. alpha males and alpha males pretty much ran the whole group and there was a group of scientists, or this one particular scientist, that went in there and was studying the effects of stress, especially meanness and cruelty and if you look in our workspace all this chronic stress that we impose on each other that's not real. It's not really a lion on the horizon coming after us. It's just contrived deadlines and everything. 
and he was doing uh, the markers of high blood pressure, high cholesterol, belly fat, lack of sleep, shorter lifespan, and uh, less brain function, which are all proven side effects of stress. Mm -hmm. And he was measuring those on the alpha and then the subordinate uh, baboons. And he found that the subordinate baboons had these high markers of stress. The alpha males had very little stress in their life, and they did the bullying. Mm -hmm. And what I saw, what I deduced from that, is that this anger, this hostility that may come up in our life because we have no way to dissipate it, mm -hmm. uh, well, we do, but we don't know of it, we walk around with these big boxes of heat and we hand them to people, this anger. Here, I'm angry. You take that. So the alpha male got out all his anger by giving it to the other, the women, the babies, mm -hmm. the adolescents, and the, the beta males. And so that's how he felt better about himself. Then an interesting thing happened. The baboons were eating out of these human garbage area, and they contracted um, tuberculosis. And the thing is, our, the immune system really is affected by the beta, and so the real strong immune system, I, I forgot how the chemistry worked, but the alpha males got killed off. So the rest of the tribe, when this scientist went back and revisited them, the, no, no more alpha males, so every, just the good guys survived, the nice mm -hmm. men survived, yeah. and the whole community had gotten kinder, and they were grooming each other almost all the time and never chasing each other. And when other males from other tribes would come in with the old aggressive ways, they wouldn't put up with it. They just did not tolerate it. There was this unity of kindness. Yeah, Love yeah. ascended fear. Mm -hmm. And any kind of an alpha cruel situation is a fear winning out over love. Mm -hmm. The uh, new book of Freakonomics, the book Super Freakonomics, has quite a Good bit book. of interesting information on uh, apes and the, the scientists' inclination to... Uh, test out human behavior in an all-ape society. And in, I think Planet it was Thailand, <laughs> Thailand, they introduced money into a tribe oh, of apes. That, yeah. yeah, read that the book. Great. It is really a worthwhile read, uh, Super Freakonomics. Now, I had some, a very long time ago, noticed the uh, phone company. The phone company really does have a wire to just about everybody. Not everybody, but just about everybody. And that's a huge system of hookup. And um, we human beings are capable of uh, far more than that as far as our ability to love. In other words, we could love all human beings on Earth um, perfectly. We could have a connection to all human beings on Earth. And in fact, we do. It's just little known. And uh, this capacity to recognize all of this is an essential element of a universal kindness that we can have because if you can feel the other person's heart you cannot possibly do anything with intent to hurt them any willful behavior to hurt the other person when we are aware of the feelings of the other person you just could not I agree with that, and that's very similar to that going through the doorway of myself. Mm -hmm. And you see everyone as being one thing. For instance, let's say you're, um, there's a child out there that is selling Kool-Aid, and they have very little money, mm -hmm. and, um, and so that, even though they're charging 25 cents for this tiny little cup, it, it's really going to a larger purpose, and it's going to put food on the table. But if we walk up in that just self, that, that persona of self, and not from a love place, but from a fear place, we are just going to see 25 cents and yell at the kid, 25 cents, and have, have a tangle with the kid. But if we expand all the time and see the bigger picture, you can still make your choice whether you buy that, but you're doing it from a state of awareness instead of a state of fear. Yeah. And that is moving in a direction of higher awareness. So whenever Absolutely. you opt for kindness that is not sourced in guilt, Ooh. It's a different story. And one thing that I've noticed over my path is that not everybody is able to really handle kindness <laughs> because... It's alien. A lot of times people are suspicious of it because they're not used to seeing real kindness. That's true. Often they interpret it as weakness and feel like they can walk all over. 
but uh, the other person or they get disrespectful of the person giving kindness because they don't have self-respect but that's okay that's well, part of the bigger picture too and that's that alpha male attribute of the bully mm -hmm. which explains uh, the Simpsons bully character more and more alpha females coming out too now <laughs> which will be that same bully only in a different formatting but it's uh, interesting because I, I have a far greater renewed um, view of our human race to understand that the plague will knock off the bullies and I have heard every once in a while some comedian usually will make a reference saying that they're rooting for the plague because it will take out people that don't have the um, uh, immune system that's strong enough to keep them from survival of the fittest yeah and so that had at first seemed like only the alphas would survive but now that I understand that the alphas won't have the, it, it well, just it was something renews to do. my It was something to do. I, I apologize for not having the specifics on it. Oh, I will go worry. look it up. But it had something to do with the lower immune system of the stressed out uh, baboons mm -hmm. had developed certain immunities because things infiltrated or something. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly oh, it doesn't matter. the nature of tuberculosis. But it, but it is interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say another thing, that kindness has many faces. Mm -hmm. Kindness is not always yes. And when you ask your heart what really, if you're going, if you see everyone as, as part of you, which they are, then you wouldn't let something happen to someone you love. Then why would you do it to somebody else if they are just as kin to you as yeah. anyone else? Yeah. So you're seeing this larger picture. And so sometimes kindness, when you really listen to your, to your heart rather than to your... Um, guilt and your obligation and sometimes you say no and kindness well, comes in many forms. I'm pleased to think that this remembrance will return to our race. Yeah, everything cycles through and I would say it is that we are about due. Now a small child with that sense of self only uh, is a very interesting creature because they will more or less automatically be kind to others I can recall very early in school um, sitting there and I understood what the teacher was teaching and the person next to me did not and I instinctively went to explain and I think it was as simple as counting uh, to the person next to me because I, I understood it I instinctively would show this to the person next to me and that is the truth of our nature mm -hmm. that we are inherently kind and then we are beat up for it? Is that how that worked? We are programmed to not be so kind. Well, and when we are still in this place where we are kind to others, uh, we are insulted by being called naive. You are so naive to be kind to others, and yet the greatest strength that a human has is our ability to be loving, our ability to be kind to others. So as we've said so many times, the person that would return love regardless of the stimulation, will turn out to be more powerful than the person providing the lower frequency stimulation. And well, that, that's borne out by what you've been saying and mm -hmm. uh, what we talk about. Well, I think um, if we look at the evolution of our learning here mm -hmm. on, on the planet Earth, and like I was saying earlier about the identity, learning our identity, I think small mm -hmm. children really aren't in that individual consciousness and then they go into it. Mm -hmm. And there's a period of time which I think uh, used to peak at middle school at, as far as how cruel we can be to each other and then gradually get better. I don't know, I think it maybe it's elongated because of some of the things on TV now. now. Yeah. But, but another interesting thing, you know, the concept of TV and the violence and video games and everything, I don't like censorship but I think responsibility somewhere has to step in here because there really isn't a difference in our consciousness between seeing it and thinking it and, and actually living it like the example of thinking of a lemon cutting it in half smelling it and squeezing it in our mouth makes our mouth water if you're watching murders happening on TV all the time it does have an impact on you and they there have been other studies about um, evil and war crimes and things like that and situational negativity, negative behaviors that when people get around other people doing cruel things like let's say it's one bully doing a cruel thing 
everybody piles on that bandwagon and they do things they never would have dreamed of doing when they sure. were on their own. Yeah. And so the example of the baboon uh, co uh, community there where everybody decided not to buy into the bully mindset mm -hmm. to me was very powerful. It shows yeah. we can too. We have whole we groupings of humans of that d aren't cruel to each other yeah. just as much as we have humans that are. Mm -hmm. Which brings us to another aspect, which is how is it are you kind to you? We see how we are not kind to ourselves personally by the examples external mm -hmm. in our world. Um, but then the question, and anyone may call in that would wish to, to talk about what kindness they extend to themselves. And um, one, if we do first person, uh, I will meditate at some point during the day, period. I will not not do that. And that's two knots. I know, which doesn't mean that I would do it. It means that I won't not do it. I will do it. In other words, at some point in the day, there is time set apart for me to meditate. That is just me, but it is so kin to our evolution of a higher consciousness that I don't believe it can be dealt away with. It's just inherent. And without a doubt, there's some version of it in each of us but to call it a conscious intent to say, here I will meditate at this point, and lately it has been when I wake up, I will meditate, and I have a, a at this point elongated, which can take w apparently one to two hours in this system of meditation that I do when I first wake up, and often come up with um, deep insights. You, you seem to be able to pull very deep insights. I get a lot of my, my stuff, my yeah. automatic writing was, a lot of that is given right as we wake up, and I agree with that 100%. Yeah. And that kindness to self is essential because you can't really be kind to other people if you don't know how to be kind to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because it's through the doorway of you. Yeah. A, a suggestion of kindness. Uh, one day I was in a hurry taking a shower, you know, doo -doo -doo, I had to get somewhere, and then I realized that, that I, I was, <coughs> if I touched another human like that, I'd be arrested for assault, but yet it's fine to do this to ourselves. We don't have a lot of loving kindness to ourselves, mm -hmm. and so it's very, very important yeah. to bring that up. In my online cards, the inner wisdom cards, which you can play uh, or draw cards from on our website anytime you'd like, there's a card that's called Romance. And the Romance card is um, talking about it's not so much that we're waiting for someone outside of us to come to stir up romance. Romance is an attitude and it's a feeling that you have and it's a kindness and tenderness and gentleness that you show toward yourself yeah. that then calls those sorts of things into the, your life. And so be romantic with yourself. Take that extra step to light a candle and eat at the table or have that bath with the candlelight and just be kind to yourself and loving and you will find that you start responding by feeling loved and there's far less fear in your life then. Well, I notice personally that I have this now growing ability to allow a greater amount of time. So say we're doing the dishes and mm -hmm. you rush through the dishes and you know, oh my God, that could have been a meditation. That could have, each moment of doing the dishes could have been totally enjoyed if I hadn't had the word rush, if I had never been taught the concept, if there was no thing, such a thing as rush in my thinking, why then I would always be in the now and I would always be enjoying the moment. So there is this ever increasing ability to just enjoy. And you know, they talk about being on island time, which means if you say I'm gonna show up Thursday, you'll be there by the following Tuesday, absolutely for sure, probably, well definitely Wednesday. <laughs> you know, mm. so that there is no clock in the same way because everybody remains happy in, in the now. And so the more we can discard that, I have to get this done rush thing. And yeah, because it yeah. does derail you into the have-to world. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't matter if you do something at 6 o'clock or not. The difference, at whether it's a function for work or vacation, is yeah. one has the have-to. Have-to is Birdly. always the bully talking mm -hmm. to you, every time. Uh, the, uh, the word has censor in my brain. If the have-to comes out of my mouth, ah, we, we, we have to change that. Ah, rah, rah, rah. And have we have to. our, we have to. Uh, we have our first caller. Hi, caller. First caller this evening. What's your name, please? This is Neha calling. How are you Neha. both? Hi, oh, great. Thank you. How are you? 
Good, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow's my birthday, by the way. Oh, oh happy, happy birthday. birthday. Thank All you. All right. We're happy you were born. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Welcome to the games. Yes. That's right. Um, in, in, um, you know, I come from India, and in India, whoever's birthday it is, they throw the party to sort of celebrate. Uh, and I, I love kind of look that. at it as you kind of are so excited that you were born that you, you know, you give treats to others, like yeah, you bring yeah. sweets to others. And I think that is brilliant because yeah. how many times have people sat around saying that they don't want to ce celebrate their birthday because we're made to feel guilty over this? Oh, yeah. And then nothing happens and it's like, oh, nobody loves me. <laughs> I, I worked with a lady one time who was so happy to have survived cancer. She celebrated her birthday and would bring cakes in and everything wow. and go do something wonderful for herself. And I took that as one of the greatest modeling things I'd ever seen. And it really is true. Um, then you don't have to have that codependency waiting for someone else to tell you you're, you're worth enough to acknowledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. <clears throat> On the note of kindness to self, kindness to others, mm -hmm. and then, you know, the general theme of the show of raising consciousness, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've observed something over the years, and it's, it's happened so uh, regularly and consistently I can count on it. And that is that whenever I have caught myself judging somebody, you know, for example, um, go to someone's house and, you know, there's bugs around, and I'm, the thought might cross my mind, you know, it crossed my mind that, ew, you know, gross, there's bugs in these, look at all these bugs in this person's house. Literally the next day, I woke up and opened my front door, and there were hundreds and hundreds of ants right in, at, at my doorstep. Ah. Till that day, I have never seen ants, and they were red ants. And after that day, I have never seen ants at my door or anywhere in the house. Wow. So I have found this to be very consistent whenever I judge somebody else or I'm harsh with anybody, especially where it concerns, you know, judgment. Mm -hmm. It always comes back to me. And um, the good news about that is now I feel like, okay, I, I can be, I better be nice to others because ultimately I'm going to be taught, I'm going to teach myself a lesson anyway. So let's just learn that lesson. And what is it? The lesson is, you know, forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Forgive yourself, forgive others, you know, and things happen. We all, you know, things, anything can happen to anyone anytime. Yeah, there's a, that's, Let go of the judgment. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. And, and that expression, don't judge someone until you walked a mile in their, in their shoes. It's so true. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of dynamics that are going on there, and, and one of the larger lessons for you is to, because you're at that place where you're seeing that everybody really is me. So if I'm going to judge this person for having bugs or this person because their uh, car is purple or whatever, then I'm judging me. And so the fact that that's showing up in your life is showing you how close you are to unity consciousness. I was reading over some of my automatic writing today, which I'm going to be posting in my blog soon. But one of the things was saying love equals unity, and that's really what it is. And so if mm -hmm. we love someone, that means we're acknowledging our unity with them. And so if we're loving them and we're judging them and we're unified with them, then we're judging ourselves. So it's so interesting how that played out in your life. Right. Yeah, and another aspect to the idea of the ants showing up is the axiom from Drumbelow stating that thought creates and where you place your attention grows. So in the judgment, you've placed your attention on ants in particular and therefore attracted them like an ant magnet. Dunk. And plus fire ant, red ants or anger, yeah. like maybe anger at, at yourself or whatever. Yeah, very much. And I think we do get angry at people that are self effacing or, or not living up and accepting their potential in life because they reflect the part of us that's yeah. not doing that. Well, whatever we don't like about the other person is, is what, what we, we don't, don't like, like about ourselves. ourselves. So that's true. Yeah, and the, um, um, the great clavicle of the universe, the thought creates where you place your attention grows. We've uh, taught for so many years on the program uh, that really all we do here is manage thought by thought placement. That's really one way to see what an incarnation is. Uh, granted, we live on the planet heart, which is, as we know, the rearrangement of the letters earth spells out heart, mm -hmm. uh, is taught for a long time, uh, this concept. So once we 
it seems as though, um, myself included, those of us that have chosen to be emotionally unavailable um, have more or less missed the thrill ride that is the planet Earth, although one would believe that not feeling is an insular and therefore important aspect to have on the planet. And I see both arguments, I see both points of view, but as long as you have incarnated on our particular orb, you may as well go for the thrill ride called feeling things rather than the not feeling things, which seems to have a better press if all of this certainly well, makes sense to me. Well, I think people have to really move past the individual consciousness in mm -hmm. order to enter the love because you have to be willing to unify and see everything as one. Yeah. Wow, that, that's such a, an incredible... Um, group of thoughts that you brought. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much you. for your call. Sure. And just a quick another, th you had mm -hmm. mentioned at one time you were going to do a show on life between lives. Yes, 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 yes. And I wondered if you had read or were familiar with um, somebody named Michael Newton. He's, uh, in fact, I'm reading, I'm almost done with his book uh, called Destiny of Souls, New Case Studies of Life Between Lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really, um, it's really, at first I, I couldn't really grasp it, mm -hmm. but uh, I would love to hear your thoughts uh, on Yeah, You know, I bought that, that many years ago, and I've just never gotten around to reading it, so I will. And uh, I, I think it will be a very interesting show, a lot of conversation, because I have memories between lives. Yeah. I know a lot of people have memories of, of death, like their passing, and then other lives, but I have a memory uh, of that. And the work I do, I've heard from a lot of other spirit forms uh, explaining to me what that is like in that in-between world. I think it would be a fascinating show. So I thanks for the reminder. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. What was the name of the book? I haven't. I haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll tell you. I'd be curious to read it myself. Yeah. Okay. I'll pull right. it out. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a very good, and, and you're right, there's not much that's written on that subject to be, maybe now, but back when I was doing my learning via books. Uh, mm -hmm. There wasn't much, and I think that was one of the only books that I found. So that's a great yeah, one. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for calling in. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Please call again. We would like yeah. this very much. Yeah. So the idea of what do you do in the way of kindness is a very um, interesting search engine to yeah. uh, It feels good, first up. of all. Mm -hmm. True kindness that's not done out of guilt feels really good. It's not like the stay of execution or the stay of torture that it feels like when you're guilty. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I have $10. I have to give $10 or $5 to that person. And then it's like, uh, no. When you give because you feel loving and you feel like giving, it has a completely different funding. And that's how you know when it's the right thing for the other person. It's because it's the right thing for you, too. There's not a win-lose situation. Every situation is a win-win. And if it's not, then it's not for you to be doing. Oh, it makes sense. And, yeah. and winning is sometimes giving quite a bit. Yeah. It just depends. So the kindness of heart is mm -hmm. inherent in us and programmed really kind of out of us. Although, then another look at it, you know, as we've said so many times on the show, whatever happens in front of a child they interpret that as love, and so when they grow up, they act out what they have seen happen in front of them. So that's how family lines get traits that carry on after, you know, generations. Uh, and each of the members of the family gets a uh, shot at catching on to the particular trait or lesson and then getting it, mm. neutralizing it so that it is no longer passed down. Um, a few thousand generations from now, I expect the human race to be really quite advanced, more than we are today, certainly. But the idea of um, certain thoughts just not, not being um, thought, just no longer the idea of cruelty to others. Because um, it's so common, and especially in TV. And well, it's always a fear. It's a fear yeah. that somehow, if either be cruel or be cruel unto me. It, it, it seems like that. That's what the world sees often. But when you're out of that individual consciousness and it's no longer them against me and I have to act out of fear, then you start acting out of love and remember love is unity. And so then you start becoming that other person. 
And as you move through that hallway, we, ha we can work on those issues of is kindness weakness? It isn't, but no. sometimes we believe that and that's what stops us from going in that direction. Well, and generosity is strength yeah, itself, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so when we, the human race, catch on to this, at the current time, the cop shows, the good versus the bad, the, you watch the show because you want to see the good guy. You know, Clint Eastwood's plot, um, he's minding his own business, somebody beats him up, he gets very angry and then beats the other guy up and you spent at these days about 40 bucks to see it in the movies or about three bucks on Netflix. And it's still but aggression against aggression just with different colored hats on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, that, but that somehow seems to have a satisfaction for us. I understand this. In um, other worlds more advanced than our own, there's um, still theater, there's still entertainment, not nearly as popular as it is in our world, uh, because on these other worlds, people have actually found what they would love to do with their lives and are more interested in doing it than being entertained, but yet there is the time where you wish to uh, just uh, be mm -hmm. entertained. It yeah. is the nature of beings. Well, I think when we get truly loving with each other, it's not like it's going to be boring. We'll still have puzzles to solve, yeah. puzzles to uh, explore, and new perspectives. It's mm. not like in our journey in life, we something, real quick, before I get there, I just wish to say something you said last week as the show is ending or some point in the show about uh, healing, you have to have patience because it can take a while. And I was saying it doesn't have to and that healing really is instantaneous and the more we remove doubt, the quicker the healing comes. Yeah. And just to know that, mm -hmm. but also know that we have to be patient with ourselves as we work through those belief systems. And it, there, there was a lot of um, wisdom in, in the wholeness of that picture and I just wish to reiterate that it can seem like it takes a little while sometimes. So be patient and, and we can't just say, oh, I'm gonna pick up this book, now I'm this master therapist and I'm going to go work with people um, or I've taken one tarot class and now yeah, I'm going to start to teaching other tarot classes yeah. and things like that. That, that there, there has to be the funding and we don't have our apprenticeship as clearly outlined as it once was. And so no. people are feeling like they have to graduate college and be the executive the next day and it's not working. It's, you, you don't get the growth rings that are required to get there. I had a bathtub with growth rings one time. Boy, was that a mess to clean. That was scary. But it represented a lot of meditation, so I was happy with it. Yeah, Yeah, funny. the, uh, uh, as we were saying, on the um, planets that are in this evolved epoch, not quite here, not quite now, uh, good and evil has the single process of driving plot no other use for good and evil, if we see that. Well, it's a motor, and when it's moving fast enough, you get... Yeah. You get the bigger picture, but it, in slow motion, it's that's the bad foot. It's digging in and holding right, me back. This right. is the good foot, and yeah. then that becomes the bad foot. So. But if you look at it holistically, it's a movement forward. Oh, yeah. Bad and good are only distilled out wholeness. Uh, exactly. And at some point, our world will be to the place where good and evil are only devices to drive plot. They are now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. But, I mean, it doesn't have to, you know, there's purpose. So if anyone hmm. has uh, questions on, uh, or answers for that matter, uh, what you well, do is kindness for yourself. I, I think thought that's was a good idea. Interesting topic. What do you and do to be kind to you? And let your heart share with you what feels like kindness to you um, and not what your head is saying so much. I'm not saying to ignore it, but you, it would be good to listen to your heart for sure. Yes, all these years I've been listening to my pancreas. Who knew? It's a sweet life, though. I don't know if you've ever seen a show. It, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I don't know if it's still on anymore, but I caught a few episodes, and it was about what would you do, I think it's called, where they have these moral issue, moral dilemmas going on, like this um, oh, yeah. guy that was um, treating another culture really bad and, and being rude in, in this public setting, and then they have hidden cameras to find out what people will do. Mm -hmm. if people will step up and defend people, oh, and yeah, they yeah, climb yeah. on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. I found it very educational, and 
once we get to that place of love, and, and love is wholeness, so there's no fear of separation, which is mm -hmm. all fear is fear of, uh, fear of separation. De death and yeah. fear of separation, then we aren't afraid to stand up for the bigger picture, the wholeness. Mm -hmm. And so charge yourself with this love responsibility to foster unity in, in those around you because unhappiness and anger can be perpetuated like, like wildfire, but love can be too. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to be bold because you may be the only one on your block doing it at times, but stand your ground, stand, stand for what you believe in even if what you believe in is happening to someone else. And well, you'll know when it's your fight. Living in the bigger picture, which is, as always, we encourage on this program, in the bigger picture, kindness is a superpower. I agree. Really, yeah, as uh, anything that Superman could come up with. You know, that's if what I tell kids. If we even briefly look at the uh, character of Superman, he was always of the uh, higher road always of the greater integrity in every situation uh, because he had um, the idea of superpower but if and we all have access mm -hmm. to superpower and to think of superpower as simply kindness mm -hmm. although uh, superman had to be languaged in the uh, good guy bad guy uh, paradigm but without that particular restriction each of us can be super by being kind well, you have to be bigger than yourself. That means well, more of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Not bigger. Not that ourselves are small, but ourselves are really all of us. So by being bigger than yourself, your individual, you are being everyone. And so it is bigger. And I tell kids that, that their superpower is self-discipline because there's a mm. lot of power behind that and, then yeah. they're, they're, and, and being kind. And that it's easy to default and be the bully, but you're, all you're doing is falling into a separation state. And it's just much kinder to stand up for whatever. Well, separation is the, um, uh, how do we say that, the formatting we have, you know, the, and then the evolution that we create is the outgrowing the concept of separation. Mm -hmm. And well, that's very well put, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so what can, what can an indiv individual do to outgrow the belief in separation is a very interesting format. Well, I think that what a person can do, they don't even have to intellectually know this. Mm -hmm. It's how it feels. Yeah. Think of a time when someone was really kind to you, when you needed it, when you were at that place in your life where you, mm -hmm. that was a really great thing. And you know how that uplifts your heart. Yeah. And then think about the time, a time when you were kind to someone else and you saw the difference that it made in their life. That feeling in your heart, that excitement, that happiness, that waving, is really, I think we're in the middle of the duck. Duck is on his way. We'll have a few minutes for the duck to duck in. Here come okay. the duck, here come the duck. Ah, here's the duck. Yay, the duck. Well, that feeling in our heart is what you move toward, and it's pretty simple at that point. Okay, we're stuck on the, on the, uh, Sacred and yeah. holy duck. <laughs> There's broad. Okay, turn your wounds into wisdom. Oprah Winfrey. I got that one last week. Let me get another one. Okay. But it's to walk toward that feeling rather than walking toward an intellectual construct you think is going to make you have that feeling. It's lovely music. Um, a quote from Einstein. If um, a cluttered desk signs a cluttered mind, of what then does a clean, uh, does an empty desk okay. indicate? Which would, of course, logically be the empty mind. Or an uh, organized mind that lives in the moment, either way. Yeah, just the idea mm -hmm. of uh, Einstein's wisdom. Yes, no, the, I, I yeah. understand. I'm more of the Einstein creator myself. Mm -hmm. But I recognize the creator energy and, and the other things too. Yeah. Well, I, I would like to um, maybe pull a card for um, our, our wonderful, beautiful caller whose birthday is today. Oh, yeah. good. Mm -hmm. And I know she didn't ask, but I thought I would just give her a little birthday message, and it's the courage card. Even when we think that we're not growing, um, uh, that the environment isn't supportive to us, it really is. And this is saying take that chance, take that risk. This is a year for 
great courage, which will reap great reward. Excellent. So wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do we have, um, for the moment, we, ha we do. We have, hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hi, this is Edith. Oh, Edith, hi, what Edith. can we do for you? How are you? Good. And I was just um, hoping to get a, a general reading, and okay. I'm going to hang up. Okay. Be most happy to. Okay. And the first card we have uh, is the patient's card. And as with any birth, there is a gestation period. And when we're patient during that gestation period, it births a, a calmer baby or a calmer creation. Yeah. And so I feel like that's something that you've been learning. Uh, and it may have come in the form of things looking like they're not coming or that you're not connecting with what you really wish, but it was teaching you that. And also the guilt, if things aren't happening right then, right then, we start feeling guilty because we're taught that we have to produce right now all the time, just boom, 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 it has to be produced. And then we feel guilty if it's not, and then we miss out on the whole gestational period and all the beautiful things that come from that. Now, another thing with that, I, I don't know if, I know that you have moved back to the area, I think that you had said. I don't know if you've been having second thoughts or whatever, um, or if you are worried about some office politics or something going on in, in there, or maybe it's something that because you've had it before, there might be an expectation that it will be there. Um, either way, I feel like it's telling you to step out of that and look at the global picture and see how your life has really taken you to every place perfect so far because there's gonna, it feels like there's going to be a shift, either uh, something to do with work, like maybe a new opportunity or someone you're working with is leaving or something like that. Something shifty going on. Something shifty this way. <laughs> no, it's, it's not shifty. Yeah, no, it's just a joke. Okay. But Do we conceptually, have another call? We have? I don't hi, know. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hello. Hi. Hi, hi this is Linda. Oh, hi, Linda. Linda. Hello. I'd like to get a reading tonight um, more about my son and his new move out of state. Okay. Thank you, and I'll hang up. Great. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, the first card, intensity. This is saying that we all have that raw power that takes us, that mo moves us, that none of our negative thinking can stop. It's that life force, the creative force. And it's saying that he has this and that he can do anything he puts his mind to. And there's that beautiful courage card again saying sometimes it looks like that seed's not going to grow and that crack in the stone wall, but that there is such a life force there that it can get its nutrients from anything. And that's what I'm saying. The courage and the, the movement that he's getting ready to go through and that is going through is going to be the greatest thing for him. It's going to feed him ooh, and bring him to his creative power, the creator. And uh, look at the light from the plant and then radiating out of the solar plexus, our power chakra. This is an action card. So it's mm -hmm. a call to action to claim his power. So I see it as a very, very good thing. Yeah, okay, very thank much. Thank you. Yeah. And we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Kim. Kim. Hi, Kim. Um, what can we hi. do for you? Hey. How are, How are you? you? It's good to hear from you. Good to see you guys. Um, Mary, I was um, actually calling to ask a question about um, whether or not you're still working with your wife. Yes. Um, machine? Yes. Um, and if you'd be interested in acquiring another one, I'm looking to... Um, um, actually, I do know someone that's looking. If you want to call me at home. Okay. That would be great. Right. Yes. That would, sure. Okay. All right. And then um, while I have you on the line, I was hoping that you could give me um, a reading. Okay. Um, about, you know, what I'm always worried about, work. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, the uh, first card that we get is the sharing. And I see this card often as a teacher card. And I'm not sure if, if you are doing the same work that, that since the last time we talked or if there's been a movement in that way. But I do feel that you have a lot of that spirit with you, and that would be a good match. And a lot of who you are is coming to the surface. And it's so much easier to go in a stream that is flowing in the direction we've created, then fight it and go upstream 
to get into a direction that we think we should quote unquote be in because that's all what we've always done. And I think this is a time of moving more into what you love. And it's, it feels to me like this is something different than what you think you love to do. And not, not like it's a, a vast difference, but, I, but until you do it, you don't really know that it's quite a fit. And so the adventure card fits quite nicely in with that last one, saying take that risk and go out there and look for something new. And that there's been messages in what you've experienced in the past that is leading you to something new. So thank you, Kim. Yeah, thank you. And I'll new. call you at home. Thank you. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Something new this way comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it works for me. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Or take a number. No one there? Okay, they're there now. We're there. Hi, caller. What's your name? My name is Mark. Hey, Mark. Mark, what can we do for you? Well, um, I'm very curious about this show. This is the first time I've seen it. I'm, I'm new to the, you know, the Reston area and uh, would like to know, um, you know, what the readings are about. And, well, uh, well this is I, I would say, well, I'll just uh, give them a little quick thing. Um, the, there's a lot on our website, telepathictv.com, that lets you know more about the show. We've been doing this show together for 11 years, every week. So there's quite a number of episodes in the archives that watch a few, and we're on iTunes as well. There's a number of them on iTunes that you can download for free, the podcast, and you can listen to it there and get an idea. Our show's about raising our consciousness. Yeah, and exactly. And that divination is a tool to, use you to, to help you create your life yeah. rather than having it tell you what your life will be. And we've done so. so many shows on so many topics. The overall theme is to assist us to become more conscious people. We talk about techniques of meditation. We talk about crystals. We talk about a thousand ways. The first thing is the idea that it is possible to be more conscious, that being more conscious is desirable uh, as opposed to status quo or any of the things that keep us in the box. Written books, the very language we think in um, is undergoing transmutation, changing the words that we think in is an excellent method How of increasing... How to think rather than what to think. Yeah, that's definitely a theme on the show. And it's different every week. And we uh, thank you very much for calling in. We love um, people to call in so that we can do a very good job for the, the mass of humanity that watches the show. We are always looking for a new methods by which we can assist people to become more aware, just simply more aware. We'll do yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And that's probably time for us to do a show of uh, introduction, just who we are. Because yeah. I, I know a lot of people that's do know good, us yeah. over the years, but mm -hmm. we get new viewers all the time. So thanks, mm -hmm. Mark, for calling in. Yeah. That was wonderful. Anything do else we, have, we can do? No, I think uh, are you there? it might be gone. gone. Do yeah. we have time for another call? Or is it, we're down to the last three minutes. Three minutes. Okay. okay. Let me just uh, get uh, in the announcement that, um, yes, there we are. Neville's got a big eye. Yes, hi. This is my third eye. Look. That's look. his ninth eye. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Uh, this is a new book, uh, ironically called The Dreamers. I, there ironically. we go. And uh, is a, sci a future novel uh, based on the turn of the century coming up. Really? It's only 2011. How can you be talking about the turn of the century? Well, if this was 1911, we just came up with the car and the light bulb and the idea of the Wrights Brothers and the idea of um, airplanes and the radio was about to come along. And Now, right now, nobody could really say much about the turn of the 21st century. What would that be like? And uh, so this book is set at the turn of the 21st century, and uh, you may be interested it's in it. It's a very it's good storyline. Yeah. I got I to say, it's, it's quite excellent. Yeah. And it's a story-coded teaching is the way I'm referring to it. So as you follow the story, by the end of it, you are educated in a way. I think you'd and make a great movie. Yeah, I do too. And if, um, but at any rate, if anyone's interested, uh, we have the copies. It's on Amazon and so forth. Mm -hmm. and, um, and we're about to be at Ruby Tuesdays, which is in the Fairfax Snorkel, uh, for those oh. that are aware of it. And I am um, beginning uh, convening a Healing from the Inside Out, mm -hmm. five-week class where we heal some of the emotional things that are linked to our body image and mm -hmm. things like that. 
and also convening a new psychic development class. So if Sounds anybody's great. interested in those things, yeah. let me know. You can reach us through the website, uh, telepathictv at yahoo.com. Mm -hmm. And I'll be teaching palmistry, I believe, coming up before too long. Yeah, we're going to be at Sticks and Stones before long. Uh-huh. So, uh, what was our joy and honor to take you to the door, so to speak. And, and you're going to open that door and you know it. So, just go ahead and do Nita it. for uh, reminding us about the in-between lives. So. Yeah, I'm curious about that myself. Since I've been there more than once, so have we all. But it's an interesting place between the worlds. And it is possible to journey there, by the way. I've taken mm. any number of people mm -hmm. to between lifetimes. That means we're out of time. To past life <laughs> Thirty seconds. Yeah, no. very interesting to know who you are between worlds. Yes, and we're happy to be back in Studio A with our new high-tech equipment. That's why yes. we're still playing with the cameras tonight. Yeah, the so. control room is now known as Mission Control Room. It's quite it's quite a stunning thing. I'll yeah, take we ought to do we ought to do a them. show in the control room so people can get a load. I'm of sure the Donnie that won't add to Donnie's stress while no, she's directing. No, not whatsoever. Uh, so that people can get a load of the amount of tech it takes I think to we sit can there now with all in your stuff. living room and talk to you like this. Yeah. Yeah. Better at least take a. Thank you.